You talk to a dozen missionaries that are that have given their life on foreign soil, you're going to find that the vast majority of them got their first missions experience because of a BCM on a college campus. Hello and welcome into this edition of Radio BNR. I'm your host, Chris Turner, Director of Communications here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. And this is our monthly update segment with our Executive Director, Randy Davis. Randy, thanks for being with us again. I am very honored to be here, Chris. Thank you. Well, we have seen January and February. The year really started out as extremely busy years and nothing has let up in, in March. And our biggest event going into March, which is something that people have been familiar with for uh, half a century, uh, Youth Evangelism Conference, Tennessee YEC. Uh, This was just a really phenomenal year and what is our 51st year with YEC. Just talk a little bit about what the outcome was there. Well, we've been in transition this past year from the Kent Shingleton led YEC for many years, and Jay Barbier now is uh, quarterbacking that effort. And he and his team, along with Bruce Edwards, have done a phenomenal job in this transition year. Uh, the the thing that thrills us is that uh, there are 780 recorded decisions for Christ yeah. uh, during YEC. There were over 60 um people that surrendered to ministry, feeling a call of God into mm-hmm. some form of ministry vocationally. And so we're, we're just thrilled at what God did at YEC this year. Well, and just the whole dynamic of that thing over that, really what amounts to about a 24-hour period, the two days on a Friday and Saturday, and uh, just that movement. But, but YEC, there is just a legacy there with the people who have come and participated in that. I mean, our state is littered, were scattered across our state with people who have come to YEC and felt that call to ministry and, and the impact it has had maybe salvation-wise as well. I meet people all over our state that have been saved at YEC or they were called to ministry at YEC, were, went to a deeper level of discipleship, walking with the Lord at YEC. So the impact of Youth Evangelism Conference through the years has been pretty astounding here in our own state. That's why with so many options out there for churches and students, you still have uh, somewhere between six and 7,000 coming to YEC every single year in downtown Nashville. Yeah, I I remember a few years ago talking to a pastor who pastors a small church in in, uh, far east Tennessee and said that this was a big event for them to bring their kids to YEC, but when they looked at what they could possibly do for for their youth group that would have some sort of spiritual impact, they decided that YEC, coming to Nashville and, and being here for that and, and then having their youth come and the number of youth that they've seen over the past few years that have come to Christ from that. So uh, it sounds like Jay is already planning next year. Got some big things scheduled with that. So... Um, be looking for information from for that coming up in the near future, um, but but it's not just our youth that are are on mission or or being impacted by a, a Tennessee Baptist Mission Board ministry. Our BCMs have been very active over the past couple of weeks. 
It is amazing that the hundreds of students from our university campuses are on mission with the Lord. Um, they're giving of their spring breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are going around the world, to the far reaches of the world. Many of them this year participated in disaster relief efforts in the Carolinas. You had um, uh, about 150 that participated in Beach Reach down on the Florida Panhandle, where they literally would be sharing their faith with uh, the thousands of students from mm-hmm. around the uh, U.S. that are um, on the Florida beaches. So I, I'm so thrilled about the work that's going on on our university campus by our collegiate specialists, our ministers or missionaries on these campuses. We're really seeing some folks. A, one to the Lord, coming yeah. from all around the world on our university campuses, and B, we're seeing people discipled in a very intentional manner. Uh, and I'm very, very proud of our BCM leaders. Why do you think it's so important for collegiate students to participate in opportunities like this? It gets their feet wet. Uh, you talk to a dozen missionaries that are that have given their life on foreign soil, you're going to find that the vast majority of them got their first missions experience because of a BCM on a college campus. It, it grieves my heart to say this, but Auburn University, a secular school, uh, has one of the highest uh, uh, ratios of, of missionaries going through the IMB. And the reason for it is there's such a strong BCM there at Auburn University and some local churches that are so plugged in. The same thing is happening across Tennessee at our college campuses and university campuses. When you look at, at these DR projects that our students have, have gotten involved with, you know, it's one of the things that our director of, of disaster relief, Wes Jones, one of the things when he came a few years ago really wanted to connect with that next generation, and we're really starting to see the fruit of that emphasis. What is it about DR that is so important for that torch to be passed to the next to the next generation. Generally, a lot of our DR folks are retired and have some opportunity, but why is it important for, for Tennessee Baptist, for Southern Baptist, to see that next generation coming along? Well, it's the continuation of uh, one of the most relevant ministries we're participating in. If mm-hmm. you go across the state and say, what do we do together that is impacting uh, need that's immediate. What are we doing that's impacting lostness? And the thing that's always at or near the top is disaster relief ministries. And um, I tell you, what I've seen is it is a tremendous encouragement to those people that have been involved in DR for a long time that, that are older to see these students come along beside them. My hope and prayer is that we will have even some of our other colleges and universities Mm. um, incorporate disaster relief training on their campuses. And even if if the kids can't go, the students can't go on a spring break disaster relief event, maybe when they're professionals, when they're out in the world, when they're homemakers, they will be able to employ that training they've already had when disaster arises and there's a call out. Yeah, and you know, when we think about disaster relief, uh, it, it obviously it does have deep roots. 
And we have seen, we talked in some past uh, past episodes about the two large grants that we received near the end of last year. But that gift giving continues as far as Tennessee Baptist being the recipient of of some donation. Talk a little bit about the recent donation that Tennessee Baptist Disaster Relief has received. Well, we've actually recently had two or three that just kind of came out of the blue that the Lord provided. I've always been a proponent in that where God guides, God provides. Mm. And I think his hand is on uh, our response to disasters and meeting need right where we find them. There was a foundation that sent in a gift of uh, $200. We sent them a thank you note for that, and they immediately followed up with another gift of $200. And uh, those gifts went to Disaster Relief, GOTM, Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. But we also had Wallace Hardware, a company in East Tennessee that is a um, wholesaler for hardware stores all across the southeast and even up into, I believe, Pennsylvania, um, gave to Disaster Relief a, a tractor-trailer rig. Now, we already have the trailer or we'll be getting a trailer, but uh, that is a very expensive donation uh, that Wallace Hardware has given to us. But it doesn't surprise me. The Wallace, Har- the Wallace family has always been very generous in kingdom work. It was a Wallace Hardware truck that uh, was donated that moved me and my family from the coast of Mississippi to East Tennessee 27 years ago when I became pastor at First Baptist Church Morristown. And this was a, um, we've been using the tractor trailer rigs from uh, Wallace Hardware for a number of years to distribute supplies as they need to be distributed. And so this gift that they have given to us is just an example of not only their generosity, but generosity of Tennesseans across the state. I learned a long time ago that Tennesseans do not give to excess. Yeah. But when they give, they give generously to need. Yeah. And I think that um, Tennessee Baptist Disaster Relief has proven time and time again that that they're going to be good stewards and they're going to go the extra mile in serving hurting people and introducing people to Jesus Christ. So we're real thankful for the donation of the Wallace Hardware truck. Yeah, and we've we've seen that what you've said certainly in relation to disaster relief giving through a very busy two years that we've had, but uh, also through Golden Offering and just the the significant increase we've seen over the past few years with with Golden Offering. So then even cooperative program, we've seen some numbers there. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, there are some signs there that, that Tennessee Baptists are seeing the needs across Tennessee and beyond. Um, when, we, when we talk about uh, reaching Tennessee and reaching the nations and changing our world, uh, we're pretty proud of some of our, our guys here as uh, Tennessee Baptist Mission Board State uh, Missionaries. And then uh, some of our pastors that have gone beyond Tennessee to help out our neighbors to the to the north in Kentucky. Talk a little bit about what what has transpired with Tennesseans in Kentucky. Well, I think I think in the big picture, 
uh, Tennesseans are being used to the Lord all across the U.S. and across the globe. Yeah. Uh, William Burton, our ethnic specialist, has spoken in from Alaska to Texas. Mm. Uh, Rock Collins, our director of our five objectives, has preached in Oklahoma and South Carolina and Alabama and other states. Just this past um, last week at the Kentucky Evangelism Conference, you had three of their speakers were from Tennessee. Steve Gaines, pastor of Bellevue, uh, preached there, was the keynote speaker. Larry Robertson from Hildale Baptist Church in Clarksville, and then the director of our evangelism efforts from the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, Dr. David Evans, also preached there in Kentucky. And I am, uh, I think it's a compliment to the kind of people we have in Tennessee that others beyond our state are saying, would you mind coming and preaching for us? Well, and we've, we've also, the three people you mentioned are, they are evangelists. So there's definitely a, a you know, a level of pride there in that, that, but do you see across our state, you know, that there is a, a, a bit of a revival in some respect related to evangelism? We've put a lot of emphasis on that, especially with our first objective of seeing 50,000 people come to Christ. And we've talked a lot about win Tennessee, pray for Tennessee over these past two years. Do you see some momentum moving in that direction with, with um, uh, just uh, more people at least talking about evangelism? Well, I think that's where our momentum is. Our momentum is not yet in the numbers. Yeah. Uh, but we see the ship turning. We see people talking about it. We're seeing some very practical tools being applied in helping and equip our members in being able to enter into gospel conversations with some confidence. Uh, I do think that there is a revival coming. I think we're in a very dry and thirsty time spiritually, but I see the revival coming. I know in East Tennessee, um, Dr. Dean Hahn has been one of the leaders in leading about nine associations in a multi-county area in an evangelistic crusade that will be going on um, at at the end of April and on into May. And uh, I'm already hearing, even though we're still more than a month away from that crusade, I'm already hearing so many God stories coming out of the preparation for that crusade. The the main thing is you've got pastors and directors of missions from across some denominational lines working together for the good of the gospel. And I think the impact from that revival— going on in East Tennessee is going to be felt across our state and really across the southeast. Yeah, there's some great things that are going on. I strongly encourage folks to go back uh, one episode in our Radio BNR episodes and look for the conversation with Dr. Grant Gaines, uh, Steve's um, son, who's pastor over in Jackson, and just some of the intentional things that he said pastors need to do to reach the communities around their church and uh, pick up some ideas there. So, well, it's definitely been a busy uh, March. We have a busy April on the horizon with uh, the WMU get-together coming up uh, in about a week or so. So uh, we'll, we'll look forward to catching up again at, at, at the end of April. 
And uh, in the meantime, we just need to keep reaching Tennessee. Amen. One, one person at a time. Thanks, Randy, for being here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening to Radio BNR, a podcast production of the Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.